This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What is up, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, everyone. Well done, Polly. Thank you. <laughs> now, Caps fans, we got to tell you about this contest that we have already tweeted out. You got about another week or two to 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 get your entries in. It's the Tankathon, and it is on tankathon.com slash NHL. If you go to that site, go to the um, SIM button. The SIM, it, it, it generates the lottery for you, right? So the draft lottery. With that draft lottery... Um, you can continue to click the send button until you get a a lineup that you are comfortable with, that you think that the lottery is going to produce, because you know it is very much a a drawing, right? It's it's uh, what is it like? How do they do it, Polly? Is it what the like the top, the bottom three team, bottom five teams, or something? Bottom three have the most right. <clears throat> entries. I mean, it's. It's like a legit lottery. The balls bounce around, yeah. <laughs> and they pull an, uh, a ball out, and you see who, which team is on it. And uh, yeah, the depending on where you are in the lineup, you get extra more balls. Entries. Yeah, more balls. Yeah, lots of balls. Lots of balls. So you want lots of balls in the lottery, um, and in other times in life. So you do that. You sim it up. You get what you want. Um, you know, continue to click the button if the first one isn't good. <clears throat> you screenshot it. You share our post. You tag a friend. And, uh, well, you retweet our post. You tag a friend. You enter in. You, you take that screenshot. Enter it in um, under the, the original post. And you will have the, ch- the chance to win a $200 CoolHockey.com gift card. Um, you'll be entered... Uh, it, the, whoever is closest to how the actual lottery gets hashed out, uh, is the, um, is the winner. If there's a tie, they'll randomly pick balls balls of those, of the, of the, of the winners, um, who are tied. So $200 on cool hockey is a lot. That's enough for a Jersey, a nice authentic one um, or multiple t-shirts or yeah, like hats. Hoodies. Yeah. All sorts of shit, man. Kulagi's got a lot of good swag. So, you know, share it with your friends, tag people. Uh, we will be putting it out on at, on at Caps Chirp, at Hockey Trillin, and at Cupcake Polly. So, check us out. Do it. Also, you know we have our individual feeds. If you could, if you like this podcast, please rate, leave a review on iTunes or any type of review system that you can get into, please give us a good review. Um, we would definitely appreciate it. It's going to help us and it's not too much of a, of a pain in the ass for you. No, it, it takes very minimal effort. Right. So please do it. Five stars only. Yeah. Five stars only. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's get this thing cracking. Let's do it. One, two, three.
All right. So this episode is going to have the Hockey Troll Hip Check and Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes. The Hockey Troll Hip Check is going to be a little bit of a deeper dive into me bitching a little bit about... <laughs> Shocker. Uh, the the hockey, the trade deadline this year. Um, is it the Hockey Troll Hip Check or the Hockey Troll Bitch Fest? Wow. Yeah, you like it's the it. hip check because I'm hip checking fools for being d- dumb in my eyes. I know. I'm just ragging on you. Rude. You know what though? There there are a few things better than a beautiful hip check. There are exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a dying. It's a dying check. You know, you don't see guys who have the the talent anymore or the 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 wherewithal to sell out because that's a. It's the reason that the hip check is falling out of favor is because if you miss. You're fucked. You're gonna like you're you're first of all you look like an idiot, and second <laughs> of all you might like bruise your whole bottom half of your body. Right. Um. You're definitely just throwing all caution to the wind with a hip check. Um. But man, don't those feel good? Those oh. are the ones that feel good. Yeah, they do. You know, when you throw a solid hip check and just take someone out if you flip them over or whatever. I mean, it it puts you out of position. Even if you land it, it could still push you out of the position yeah. if if you take the check and, and they somehow play the puck to their own player. But that's a statement. Yeah. Statement hit for sure. I remember I went to Notre Dame hockey camp when I was a kid, and we were all like, hip checks are so dumb. It's all about the shoulder. And the one dude was like, yeah, one of my teammates hip checked a guy and broke his leg. <laughs> and from that moment on, I set out to learn how to throw good hip checks. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, is with with the hip check, um, size is negated if you do it right. Yeah, you don't have to be a big guy to be throwing good hip checks. You just got to go low. Yeah, it's just about like physics, right? Oh, is it just about physics, Polly? Tell me all about physics. Well, I just mean like <laughs> physics are a big part of it. It's not, which I guess body isn't size physics. Is isn't all... physics a big part about everything? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I never actually took a physics class. I can tell. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyways, so I'll be bitching about how there's no more hockey trades anymore. It's it's all kind of like funny money almost. The trade picks are funny money. Um. Now, Polly, let the people know what's what's yours going to be about. I think you have a really good feel good story here. I do. Uh, we'll talk about Hershey. Uh, which actually does have a bit of a scary thing to talk about. Yes. And then Bobby Ryan. Uh, I'm sure people have heard about it, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. And it is it's got the makings of a Disney movie. Right. So be ready to cry if you want to cry. I won't judge you. Yeah. Well, with that, you want to just get into it? Let's do it. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. Caps fans, look. So, if you listen to Monday's episode where we try to narrow down the trade <laughs> interactions to at least things that are important for like NHL only trades, but you may have noticed that, and we we touched on it a little bit that it's been hockey player, NHL player for picks this year 
um, and increasingly so the past couple years. Wouldn't you say, Polly? Definitely. And <clears throat> the deadline was heavy on that. Right. And it's funny because I've talked to a couple guys who are a little older than me um, and like the grumpy old man from the New York Islanders podcast and the um, and Anthony from the Snow the Goalie podcast. Uh, they uh, he's he, that's the Philly podcast. Um, they're new to the team, but very good and very knowledgeable. And I wondered, you know, could they remember a time where trade deadline was one so active and two so active with no hockey trades? Uh, and they both said, "No, this is a, this is a rarity. This is something that's that's kind of new, due to the salary cap era. You know, a lot of teams don't have the ammunition or the ability to bring on um, players of different contracts. You know, because what they're doing when they're moving players is they're either a trying to save space or b at least get comparable players or better players for the same price. Right. And the way that the market's kind of gone." There are there aren't those there's not a lot of those players who you're getting a deal on who's already inked contracts right right so a lot of this was just rentals for picks this year guys with expiring contracts getting shipped off to another team in exchange for one to sixth round draft pick now Barry Trotz came out earlier this week and said you know he was defending the Peugeot trade which. I think Peugeot fits well and has scored two goals in three games with the Islanders. Um, now, they got him as a rental for a first and second rounder and then immediately inked him to a, a five-year deal or six-year deal for $5 million a year for a depth center. Not a terror. I mean, if, if this is his bottom end that we're seeing or middle of the pack or even if he can deliver what he's doing now, that's not a bad value right and he's completely and he's there he's frozen in for six years it's five mil that's it yeah i think it was a very good move now one thing i will say is that barry trotz came out and defended it by saying those picks don't mean anything and he's talking a first and second round draft pick to a team who likely will not be involved in the lottery possibly won't if they make the playoffs they won't be involved right so, right. you know, it's interesting to see Barry Trotz come out and say that. And, you know, I love Barry Trotz because he is so pro. He will say off-the-wall shit sometimes just to defend the team and take away from people shitting on the GM, players, whoever, the equipment manager, and just be like, you can shit on me on Barry Trotz. Yeah. Um, I love that martyrdom, sly kind of head game he plays with the media. Yeah, I agree. And that that's what you want out of uh, a teammate, a coach. You want someone who's willing to take the fall. That's what you want out of a boss. You know, you right. want someone that's willing to be like Except fuck responsibility. It. Yeah, fuck it. Because he was very fault. much a part of that decision. Yeah. So he says that a first round and a second round pick aren't that valuable in comparison to proven NHL talent. Now, I would have to agree with that. Oh yeah. The a first round pick has less has about a twenty percent chance of playing multiple seasons in the NHL, right. much less be a stud. Yeah. So if those first and second round picks, and then and it then then it de- it decreases exponentially from there. Right now, the market has changed with this with this offseason because picks were so valuable, but it's almost like funny money. It's not real, it, and technically. 
it isn't real. It's it hasn't it hasn't realized its value yet with these picks because they're potential. It's all it is is potential players, right? Right. Now you never know what what those picks are going to be, whether they're going to actually use them or trade them away or whatever, right? In in subsequent seasons. But it seems that this is going to be the new trend with the NHL with the hard cap in place. Now, I'd still think that this year was an anomaly with how, how much activity went down and how many teams were clearly at least real with themselves to say, we just don't have it this year. Yeah, It ain't going to happen. We're selling all and anything that's not bolted down. We want picks because this next draft class is supposed to be quite deep. Right. And again, that's a gamble. It's a it's a gamble on the team that's taking the picks. So on top of that, it's going to take years and a lot of research to even see if it was worth it. Right. You know, because if if these picks don't pan out, if they're not good, well, and they're going to pick kids. They're mostly picking eighteen year olds, and some of these kids are still going to play a couple more years juniors or they're yeah. going to go to college. And so, you know, a kid they pick in the 2020 first round could still go play four years at Penn State and then take a couple years in the AHL. And then it's not until 2027 that they're getting dividends off of their investment. Right. So, yeah, it's really hard. You almost have to wait like 20 years to see if these moves, uh, I think you re- you've you've told me before that's how you can't really judge a president until like twenty or thirty years after, right? Because you don't know the implications of his policy, and right. the, and it's very much the same. You don't know the effect that he'll have on the team, or if he gets drafted, then traded away, and then what return that's going to garner, right? You know, um, but dude, I didn't even see a lot of prospects changing hands this time. No, you know, no. Um, it was mostly, yeah, it was picks. And there were a few a few trades that were people for people. But I would right. say that was like maybe 20%. 50, yeah, I was going to say 15, 20%. Right. And <clears throat> so it's, I'm bitching because the teams that wanted something got it and they mortgaged the future for it. So what you're going to have, if this continues, is a constant cycle of teams who are good now mortgaging the future to be bad in five years and then have bottom teams come up and and be dominant. Now, you could say that's good for the league, and it probably is, but you know, me being a Caps fan who's been dominant for – on a team that's been dominant for a decade, I want to see that go for another decade. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> So a lot of homerism here, and I'm definitely just uh, kind of piling on, but <clears throat> it's uh, it's one interesting, and you know I'm I'm only half-heartedly bitching because it it will be very neat to see how this all all this pans out. Yeah, and I'd like to see how the teams who gave away their picks how they do in the postseason. Yeah, because it wasn't just teams that, like the Caps, like the Pens, like. The Flyers, like the 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 top teams of the divisions, it wasn't just them giving away picks. It was guys. It was teams that were on the bubble, yeah, um, that were within striking distance of a of a wild card spot, really pushing to get their team in. So it might be ill advised, like in New York's 
than the Islanders' standpoint, to be mortgaging the future so heavily. Yeah, but they also, you know, they brought some talent in, so they may have balanced it. Right, and that's going to be the ultimate game. Can you balance it enough without mortgaging too much of the future? Because at this point, you know, three years ago, we would have shit on teams for giving away first-round picks and second-round picks like that. Yeah. Because you have to build through the draft. So it's almost like a, a catch-22. You know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? You have to switch picks around to get talent now that's proven, but you also have to keep those picks to build in-house. Because I don't think that – I don't think it's sustainable for a team uh, looking at you, Pittsburgh, to wheel and deal every trade deadline, every year to – ship off picks and things like that to get new new talent. Now, it's worked great for the Penguins so far, but that's some sly GMing. I don't think every team could do that. No. I don't I don't think. So, interesting to see, and I guess that's my bitch session for for this hockey troll hip check is you know, where does it end? Are we are we creating some sort of crazy market bubble right now? No Who time knows? will tell. Is it a run-up for a crash? <laughs> now I'm just getting into it. We're that. in the roaring 20s right now. Huh? Right, Setting right. up the stock market crash. Mm-hmm. So, something to think about. little food for thought. If In any case, it was quite entertaining. And a lot of surprises happened this deadline. Yeah. So I did like that. But uh, you kind of have to be a little bit of a curmudgeon and be like, well, a lot of these teams are giving it all or selling the farm for for what could amount to a third line center. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it, Polly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you want to roll right into snack time. I think yours is going to be a little bit more feel good. <clears throat> yeah, let's do it as it always is. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. All right. Yay. Let's snack. Tell us about Hershey. Yeah, we're going to talk Hershey first. So they had a Wednesday game at home against Charlotte on the 25th. Uh, they got a 6-1 to one victory. Which, you know, that's good. But we did have a scary incident. There was a fight, and uh, Kale Kessie went down uh, against Derek Shepard. And you could see instantly when he went down that there was a problem because Derek Shepard was motioning for the uh, training staff. Um, Kessie was hospitalized. They did discharge him the next day. Per the Hershey website, uh, they said at 11.30 of the second period, Kessie was struck in the fight. He lost, but but regained consciousness on the ice. He was alert in stable condition, stretchered off the ice, and transported to local medical facility. Kessie told his teammates before leaving the game, go win the game. So, uh, What a gamer. Yeah, he got knocked out, uh, came back before they got him out of there, but still scary. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because, of course, all the people who want to take fighting out of the game piled on here and were like, look, the man who was just beating up the other man had to signal for the training staff to come get it. I, I've got no fucking patience for that shit. Yeah, you know, my my argument to that is when Lawrence Taylor tackled Joe Theismann and snapped his leg in half and was he immediately was motioning for the training staff are you going to take ta- uh sacking the quarterback out of the NFL you know like shit happens right. like you, you fuck you for using this as an opportunity to advance your agenda right right shit happens uh and the guy's okay it was scary but he's okay yeah and it is it you know it's a it's a kind of a freak accident, right? Yeah. Dude gets buttoned and hits the ice hard. Yeah. We've seen it before. I think that fighting has its place in hockey. I know some people don't. Probably a lot of people listen to this podcast don't. But I feel it's a great way to police. And it's hella entertaining, man. <laughs> it really is. You know, there's a different roar of the game. You know, it's it's not the same crowd noise that happens during a goal as there is a fight. It's a more primal, guttural cheering that happens when the fight goes down. But everyone is standing. Humans are violent and we need to see that. And (laughs) this is a way for us to let out that aggression. Right. So basically if there weren't hockey fights, we would just be murdering people in the street for fun. It's very likely. Yeah. Hockey fights are like our purge. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. glad Kale Cassie's um, doing well. Big guy. Um, obviously a team dude. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love to have a guy like that. Right. And then they were at home on the 29th against Wilkes-Barre. Shocker. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, they did win 5-1. to one. At least hey. this one was at home. Right, uh, and, big win. Then uh, they were back at home on Sunday, lost six to three to Charlotte. Oof. Next week, they're going to go to Hartford to play the Wolfpack on the sixth and the seventh, and then they are at Providence on the eighth. Uh, I thought this was cool. On the eighteenth, they play the Lavelle Rocket, and everybody coming to the game gets a pass for Hershey Park. That's sick. One day. It has to be used by uh, July 31st. Right. But everybody gets a one-day pass. Hershey Park's cool. Yeah, it is. And so, currently, the uh, Bears are fourth in the league. They're first in the division and second in the conference. Looks like a good playoff run for the for the farm team, huh? Hell Coming yeah. up. And I wanted to say this before we get to the Bobby Ryan stuff. Uh, I found a few stats the other day that... I thought were very interesting. Uh, since, uh, well, this this year, Tom Wilson is third in the league in hits with 238. Dylan is ninth. Hathaway is 13th. And Ovi is 19th with 169. So Ovi is top 20 in hitting and top three in goals. Boom. And <clears throat> when we were doing all that, all decade stuff, we weren't able to accurately find the hits in the last decade, but I did find that actually. 
And since 2010-2011, Ovi is 7th in the NHL in hits with 2,011 goals. That's a lot of body. That is a lot of body on top of all those, or I said goals, 2,011 hits. That is a lot of hits on top of all those goals he scores. Right. Like, come on. And some other caps that were in there. Orpig, he was ninth with 1754. And Troy Brower, um, I forget what year he was traded, but he would have been with us in the early decade, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was 10th on the list with 1,730. So, nice aggressive body body boys coming it's out. It's DC of hockey, DC. baby. Yeah. Gotta love it. And so, what uh, feel-good story that Hockey Troll was talking about. Bobby Ryan. It was... So, he, earlier in the season, took a leave of absence. He's been battling alcoholism, alcohol right. abuse. Yeah, we covered that. He did his voluntary. He voluntarily went in for treatment through the NHL, the Players Association, like, fund for that. Right. He's 32 years old. He has a silver medal for Team USA. He has played for the Ducks. He's been at Ottawa for a couple years now. In his second game back since uh, he's now 100 days sober, his second game back, it was his first game at home. He had a hat trick, and the crowd was chanting his name. Yeah. And it was just, it was a movie moment. And our own Shane Ryan was on TV losing his shit about it because that's his yeah. favorite player. He was. So, and he's he does the uh, Ottawa podcast. So, uh, cool moment for Shane. Cool moment for all Ottawa fans. Great moment for for Bobby Ryan. Yeah, I I was a really big Bobby fan, especially during that 2010 Olympics when they got the silver. Right. He was he was uh, he was still with the Ducks, and I remember they had some kind of bet him and Getzlav because uh, he was playing for Team Canada. Yeah. Uh, but and I remember I was pissed when Bobby Ryan got snubbed in the 2014 Olympics. Right. Um, I just really love this guy. I, I think he's great. Uh, he's he's really s- struggled in recent years, and the alcoholism is probably a part of that. Right. And it's just it's great that he took care of that. And yeah, and it's, it's a good, like, <clears throat> it's a great success story if he continues to produce and continues to be the player that he can be. For the NHL's policy here. Yeah. You know, you take your leave of absence, you still get paid, the contracts are guaranteed, but they want you to get well. Yeah. And they take you and put you into a good rehab facility and really give you every tool that they have at their disposal to recover. Totally. At least least improve your life. Yeah. It's it's great that the NHL has this available and it's, you know, good for him for taking advantage of it. No doubt. And Ottawa could really use a good story. So (laughs) that's good for everyone involved. Absolutely. I mean, um, what? So in this American boy that we talked about, obviously, because he played for Team USA, he had a lot of promise. He's no slouch 
what's his points? I mean, what's his points to game? He has 554 points in 828 games. So, yeah. I mean, he's almost a thousand game guy. And More than respectable numbers. He's over uh, half a point a game. Right. So did he mean, win the cup with the Ducks? I don't. Or did he come think in after? So I, I think he can... came in after, didn't he? But yeah, because they because um... Perry was like a rookie. Yeah, when... the cup was in like '05. Right? No, no, no. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Was it 05? No, because 05 was a lockout. <laughs> After 05, though. I think they were the right before the lockout, the the, the Ducks won. Okay. Because Jiggy, right? He was, er, uh, man, I'm really dating myself. I can't believe I can't remember this. Well, he played uh, in 07, 08 was his first year in okay, Anaheim. Yeah. And, yeah, that was definitely not... Uh, right. That was not the year they won. Yeah, and that was uh, he was supposed to be a really big part of their future, and he stuck around for a long time. But uh, you know, I don't think he achieved the superstardom. And <clears throat> you know, a lot of this, uh, you got to think like how many young stars have that type of problem and have that availability. You know, have that that allure. I mean, if you have addictive personality, they could go out every night and get drunk and party it up. Yeah, I mean, they have all that available to them. They have so much money. People want to be their friends, mm-hmm. and the wrong people probably get mixed in with them. Right. So, um, and it was great to see. I mean, he was holding back tears after that empty netter, you know? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for him, his rookie year was the year after they won the Cup. They won 07. Right. That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, it was great. You know, sports has the ability to just kind of highlight people's personal triumphs. You know, you you we all go through terrible shit. Right. And sports gives people a chance to have a victory and show how they've overcome adversity. And uh Bobby was a good example of that. No doubt. No doubt, and um, you know it's it's great to see. I just hope that he can keep it up. You know, definitely I'm not trying to be like a downer here, but well, yeah. Hopefully, he can keep it up on the ice, and hopefully, he can keep up with his sobriety. Right. You know, because you know the rest of the boys are they still want to party and stuff. The guys who don't struggle as much, you sure. Know, and so, hopefully, he can find that balance of spending time with the boys and not giving in to his disease. Yeah, to that temptation. So, really great feel, a good story here for Bobby Ryan, who had a tough road to hoe. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people had counted him out. I know I did. Yeah. I did not think he was going to be able to be that productive of a player, and kind of, for about five years there, he was on the slide and just kind of a middling player, when at one time he was touted to be very elite. Right. uh, And was. And then, you know, it comes out, he's going to rehab, and you're like, well, that explains a lot. I mean, not to be a dick, but you you understand a little bit as to why the struggles were there. And uh, I wonder what the organizations that he was with knew, you know? Hopefully not. Hopefully they didn't ignore it. 
Right. Um, so great for Ottawa too to support him here. Yeah. Totally. The fans and the organization. You know, I think Ottawa has they've got stuff to look forward to. You know, they've got a lot of picks. They've got oh, some yeah. young talent. They did a lot this this deadline. They're they're in a full rebuild. They're blowing it up. Yeah. But he seems to be part of a veteran presence for the future. Yeah, totally. I think three to five years, Ottawa's going to be someone to be scared of. Yeah, um, and it's crazy because, you know, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and got got taken out by those shitbird penguins, and then it, it seemed like it was a f- tailspin freefall for that organization. Yeah. So having to take that, you know, five years to rebuild or so, it's going to take time, but they seem to have done position themselves well to to come back in and be a competitive team. For sure. All right. Was that it you have on Yeah, that's on it. Sack time? Good good for you, Bobby Ryan. Absolutely. Kudos, props. Stay healthy. Um it's great to see it. All right. Well it was a short epi. We didn't have a lot. Trade deadlines zapped us. Um the caps moving forward, uh hopefully they're on. They're back to their winning ways by now, and can burn it down the stretch. I'm still a proponent for the Penguins not making the playoffs, and I've told Zach Tompkins at the Simon Sounder podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network that it is up to him. It is up to him alone to push his fandom and his team to Greatness. take four wins out of Pittsburgh down the stretch and eventually push them out. Well, next time you hear from us. We'll be fresh off of a game in Pittsburgh. Right. We are going into enemy territory. Wearing our red. We'll be rocking the red. Are you Are you going to wear a jersey? I don't have a jersey, but I have uh, a long sleeve t-shirt that looks like the alternate jersey. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, Caps fans, until Monday, thanks for tuning in. Again, we have our own private feed. If you could, please subscribe. Please rate five stars only. And then, I mean, that that's that's the type of no effort stuff that, that really will help us as far as a little bit of notoriety and, and legitimacy to this super illegitimate pod. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of people putting in a lot of work. And your guys' ratings and reviews can go a long way. Yeah. And, you know, interact with us on social media. We're active. Um, we're willing to talk shit. Well, I'll, I'll muck it up in the mud if you want to talk shit. Or if you actually have any um, real questions about or or comments about the team, uh, definitely love to talk to people about, about hockey, which is why we do this. So hit hell, us up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hit us up. All right. Until Monday, it's Hockey Troll. And Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com The Hockey Podcast Network Every team, everywhere Check them out, or we're not friends anymore <laughs>